0: So, do you think that...
1: It's not? Is it recording?
0: Yeah, it is. Oh. (laughs) You mind yours, and I'll mind mine. And we're back. (laughs) Yo, yo, yo. (laughs) I really like the way I sound on this microphone. I'm not even gonna lie. Me
1: too. But it's so funny, because when I go back and edit, I actually hate the sound of my
0: voice. Oh, yeah, I hate when we edit. It actually makes us sound like, I just, I get, like, tired of my voice. It just, it just, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure y'all do, too. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) But we're back with Mind Yours. And what are we going to talk about today, Peyton? We are going to talk about being biracial. Whoa. Uh clap it up for the
1: light skins. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, we're talking about having two parents of different racial backgrounds.
0: Yeah. And this is not a sob story. We're not here to, you know
1: Ask for sympathy. uh, Yeah,
0: ask for sympathy, things like that. But we live
1: great lives, very fulfilling and privileged lives and we acknowledge that. However, you know, we're just giving our perspective. Yeah. A lot of people honestly like growing up and even now always ask me like, oh, what is it like? What are you?
0: Literally. Okay. So human. Thank literally, you. <laughs> Carry thank on. You. So. Yeah, and I just feel like it's a different perspective. I feel like a lot of people, you know, you hear the white perspective, you hear the black perspective, but, like, I don't feel like people really understand what it's like to, like, be a part of both worlds. And I feel like a lot of the time, I feel like sometimes, sometimes we get shit on a little bit.
1: I agree, and I feel like, like, <laughs> I don't want to say that I went through, a, like, an identity crisis. Like, it was nothing like that, but there weren't, people with my same background like coming into an hbcu and like no one really talking about it and like we just want to be that for the next you know biracial girl you know entering her 20s and just you know share our perspective and like let y'all know that this is our experience and we may have similar ones and we may have different ones but you know this is just our Mm -hmm. our point of view
0: yeah i agree so go ahead and tell me a little bit about growing up and kind of what that's like. And just for you guys like so y'all know, I'm biracial with a white mother and a black father.
1: Yes, and my dad is white and my mom is black. Um growing up so my parents were together, are still together. So I had both my parents like in the household. My dad worked a lot when I was growing up, so he was traveling and my mom was like a stay-at-home mom. So for me, like I never knew anything different, you know what I mean? So people are like, "Oh, what is it like having a white dad like He's not my white dad. Like, he's my dad. Right. Like, he's my dad and that's my mom. And to me, like, growing up, I never associated anything like, oh, my dad does this because he's white and my mom does this because she's black. Like, as, like, an eight-year-old kid, it's like okay, my dad is making ribs and my mom is making the mac and cheese. Like, you know, it was never like a racial thing, a racial thing. And then I got into like middle school, girls would just always be like, oh, my God, Peyton, like, I love your hair. Like, what are you? And I'm like, what the freak do you mean? What am I like? Who gets asked that question? Like as a 12 year old girl in middle school, like, oh, my God, what are you? Like, you feel like a freak. Like, you're like, yeah. oh, my God,
0: like, what do you mean? And I feel like it's so hard to answer that question because it's like. I'm black, I'm white, I'm mixed, I'm biracial, I'm just a person. I'm. I'm American. I'm sitting here. What? Literally. What do you, wa- you want to hear? Literally. And I feel like
1: I let them down when I say, "Oh, I'm black and white." They're like, "Oh, you're not like really exotic." Like, I'm sorry. This is literally like what
0: I am. I'm what, sorry. I'm not a zoo animal. Literally like, just minding my business. Literally. And like, my mom's Italian, but I feel also it's like, "Oh, she's Italian." Like, I'm not even trying to flex. I'm just. That's just what that's it is. What it's is. just. It's white and black. Like I don't know what you want me literally, to say. That's what I say. Um, for me growing up, my mom. And my dad are divorced. So, it was just my mom and then I have three other siblings. And like you said, oh, what's it like having a white mom? What's it like having a mom? It's Literally. like having a mom. Like I don't know what you want me to say. Um, I feel like a lot of what people would consider like my blackness or like my music taste and stuff like that like I learned from my mom.
1: Oh, my music taste, like my sense of style, like anything of the culture, and I say that, like, with air quotes, like, came from my dad. So you want to talk about, like, having a a black parent versus a white parent? Like, what are you talking about? Like, what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then I just feel like just growing up, like, when it came to, like, my hair or my appearance, like, I didn't really like my hair. I feel like every, I feel like almost every girl goes through that phase where she just wants to straighten it and just wants it to be easier to manage and stuff like that. And so I had to like a love-hate relationship with my hair. Um, a lot of the time it was cause like in elementary school, like people used to touch it, pull it. Mm-hmm. I'd have it in a ponytail, people are playing in it when you're like trying to go in like, you know how you'd be in like line and stuff mm-hmm. and you'd be walking in the hallways. It just created a love-hate relationship with my hair and like obviously that was a representation of my blackness. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, It just it's just very different and I feel like it's just a different perspective when it comes to being like one whole race versus being multiple and I feel like I also had I know you said you didn't have an identity crisis but like low-key growing up I'm always trying to figure out like who I am Um, because it's like you know you're too black for the white kids too white for the black kids I feel like either or like no matter who you hang out with someone's gonna have something to say Um, even now I feel like still sometimes like our opinions are almost like belittled in a sense and i'm not even trying to gain sympathy but it's just my actual like like my perspective this is real like, life This is just like what we go through um i don't know if you remember but like we were talking like we were hanging out with like these guys and like chilling minor our business they're like oh like what are you what are you and we're like oh we're both biracial and first and- of all
1: why are you asking me that question at your grown age first of all yeah what? this is
0: like at I- college At school like we were like literally what? like in college and obviously we're all to some capacity black we right. all go here we're all to some capacity black unless you're that random transfer student um but I was just like oh, yeah so we both like yeah we're biracial and they're like oh which parent is white and I'm just already when you ask that what parent is white right. it's already like one there's a, ne- a negative connotation within your tone and your structure of your question and Peyton goes of course oh you know my dad is Uh, white and I'm like my mom is white and they're like oh so Peyton you're actually black like what does that mean oh so fuck me huh literally like what
1: does that mean and I feel like again going back to like that's not my white dad like that's just my dad like I feel like people put so much emphasis on race and like trying to validate that and like checking everybody's blackness like oh you got to pass this test if you're actually black you know it's very demeaning because it's like I sit there and like I kiki with you and like I'm smiling, but like you're taking shots at like my character and like the character of my parents. And if I get bucked with you and like I combat exactly then oh I'm defending white people. Bro, I'm defending my fucking mom,
0: my dad. Like, what
1: are you talking about?
0: Yeah, that's why I feel like it's really hard when like obviously we go to HBCU and like I feel like sometimes people like shit on white people, which is fine. I really be shitting on them too sometimes. But there comes times where, like, I'll be talking about my mom or I'll be talking about something, and then, like, there'll be, like, digs. And it's, like, you're digging at my mom. Right. You're, like, the white part of me is my mother. Right. So what you want to talk about? I like, come on.
1: I think it's difficult for people to understand that we are literally, like, we are black and white at the same time. Like, we don't get to pick and choose. It's not, like, sometimes I'm black and then sometimes I'm white, and when I'm doing this, I'm black, and when I'm doing this, I'm white bro no like it's just me like it's literally both of them living inside me at the same time and i'm just being patient when someone finds out that you are biracial and for a lot of times for me like people don't necessarily realize it at first or i'll be like it'll come up or they'll see a picture of my dad somewhere and they're like oh you have a white dad and I'm like, yes, bro.
0: <laughs> do you not see my like lighter like, skin what? Like what dumb? do you mean?
1: Like, and I but it's like like she said, there's a negative connotation behind it. And it's like I feel like my worth is diminished because people now think, Oh, well, she's half white, so XYZ. I don't even know what they think. Like, what do you yeah. think? I'm half white, but I'm I also part of the like, Ku Klux Klan, like be for real, bro. Like,
0: what the fuck? <laughs> be like for not, real. my mom didn't found the the organization <laughs> like you very come much. On. Like, she was not a, like my, My dad down is like, cause. What? <laughs> what? Like I just I don't get it, and I just feel like also when it comes to like having a white mom or a black mom, I get shitted on way more. Oh, I feel I agree. like people like see that I have a white mom, and it's automatically there's no black in like in me. Right. My dad doesn't matter exactly. Like, and I'm just like, what? Like, but it's like,
1: what does that even mean? Okay, I'm not black enough. Okay, what? Like. But Peyton is because what? her dad is white, and not it's her literally 50 50, like literally 50 50. And it's just, what are you guys defining as black? Like, what, like, why is it something that
0: we're measuring? Why is it something that it, it like, it genuinely makes but no sense Even to me outside because- of the biracial perspective, when it comes to colorism within the black community, it's like one of the biggest things that I feel like divides us because it's like you have lighter skin, maybe both of your parents are black, then it's still like, oh, but you get more privilege, so it doesn't matter. Like, right. uh, I don't right. I don't get to pick and choose when I get privilege or not. Right. I still get discriminated against, maybe not as often, but it still happens. It's not right. like, you know what I mean?
1: No, I agree. At the end of the day, like we're still minorities. Like we're yeah. all fighting the same cause and I feel like finding these lines to divide us isn't going to help the issue because it's mm-hmm. like you're automatically on the defense with me and it's like bro why can't you get to know me as a person and then make your assessment like i'm not even saying like you have to like me like i'm so likable bro get to know me like why does where my parents are from or what they look like hold so much weight to you as to like to attest to my character and i feel like a lot of times like it gets overlooked because of that inherent privilege that we do have and I acknowledge that like I understand like in the media lighter skinned people are displayed more and have more opportunities and I understand like the perceptions of society but that doesn't belittle like my experiences and like the discriminations that I have faced and as a kid going through it I feel like is when it really affected me the most because we're just so innocent. From day one, feel like, oh, I'm different than everybody else in my class. You go through things like growing up, like you said, like you feel like you're always on your P's and Q's. And it's sad that even as adults, there are things that we are facing. And now, you know, we're better equipped to deal with it. And we don't let it construe our whole view of ourselves. But it's still little digs and essentially microaggressions that we're facing because of things that are out of our control.
0: Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of like young girls that are biracial and like feel like it's almost like a canon event to go through, like, you're kind of f- almost like a flippy floppy era where you're, like, trying to figure out where you land mm-hmm. and where you, like, are in the world because of, like, being a part of two different cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, And I just hope we could provide some guidance because no, it sucks. And, honestly, it's hard. And, and, and I feel like in middle school, I was going through a lot of, like, who am I? Even in high school, like. I just didn't know what to like, where I like landed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like
1: because race unites people in a sense, I hang out with the white girls on my soccer team, I feel like an outcast. Like, of course, you know, we're all kumbaya, like, we're teammates are having fun, but of course, you know, I feel like an outcast. And when I hang out with all black girls, there's and- this
0: perspective that you have that they wouldn't understand when it comes to like you hanging out with the white girls. And then even when you're hanging out with your black teammates, there's a perspective that you have. The white person right and you just feel different. like you
1: just feel like an outcast like and no matter what space you're in and there's always yeah. going to be something that you do that is wrong perceived by someone and i'm not saying like this is unique to being biracial like this happens across the board this is just my perspective of being biracial and what the effects have been on me mm-hmm. and i feel like coming into an hbcu space like yes i love my hbcu and it has made me the person that i am today but a lot of people like that we go to school with just didn't grow up with a lot of biracial and mixed people in their lives. And so I don't I don't even know like if they don't know how to, you know, conduct a conversation with me. I don't know because it's like also just human decency. Like why do yeah. you feel like it's okay for you to ask me what are you? No, no, no. Like what are your parents? Like you think that's like a okay thing to say?
0: Yeah, because people would be like, What are you? And I'm like, Oh, you, like, or where are you from? I was like, Oh, I'm from Virginia. No, no, no. no. But like, where are you actually from? I'm actually from Virginia. Literally, like, oh,
1: I thought you were Spanish. I thought you were this. What am I supposed to say?
0: Like okay, oh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, so many people be like, Oh, I thought you were Hispanic. I thought you were gonna be Okay, mm-hmm. nice. So <laughs> <Nice>. I'm white. I'm <laughs> <And> black. <laughs> I like, literally sorry <laughs> sorry to
1: disappoint <laughs> literally that's what i'm saying and yes things could be 10 times worse like i understand that but it's like this is our experience and we're just here to like spread the word like hey man i'm just yeah. a regular person for real just
0: a regular girl so do you think like going to hampton and like has it like helped has it hurt are there what are your opinions i think that
1: overall it has helped because I think that—see, I see, where I grew up, like, I grew up around a lot of, like, Hispanic people. And then, like, I go home, and it's, like, obviously my family. And so I never, like, grew up with a lot of black people. I never grew up like, with a lot of white people. And so coming to Hampton, I really feel—helped me focus on, like, the black side of me and, like, mm-hmm. the black culture and, like, really get in touch, like, with, you know, our ancestors and her history and stuff like that. I mean, my mom did a great job of educating me, at, like, when I was a kid, but I feel like it— Holds a different type of place in your heart, like, you know, when you're in your 20s and of coherent age. So I feel like it it helped overall. But I feel like I also was placed here for a purpose and, like, my perspective does matter. And so I feel it has also taught me to speak up for myself mm-hmm. and defend myself. Because in any aspect, like, aside from race, just, like, defending yourself against the majority opinion is a hard thing to do. And yeah. that is just the obstacle that I'm placed with. So when it does come up in class and, you know, I feel like I need to defend myself, I have felt more acclimated to do it. And it's just like nine times out of ten, the conversation is about me being biracial. And so it's like, mm-hmm. okay, might as well make a podcast episode of that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I definitely agree. I think one of the main reasons that I even picked to HBCU was to kind of just learn more about my black heritage Um, cause like, yes, I see my dad, but obviously my like main caregiver was my mom. And obviously that is a black is not a perspective she can offer me. Right. But, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm more white than I am black. Like I said, I see my dad all the time. And so yeah, there's things he taught me. So yeah. So one of the main reasons I chose my HBCU was to just learn more about my black heritage. Like you said, ancestors and like history. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like Also, being surrounded by black people has taught me a lot, too, um, because I also grew up in kind of like a I mean, it was a very mixed community. I feel there was a lot of like Hispanic people, white people, black people like it was pretty evenly divided. My family on my mom's side is obviously white. There is a lot of like I do have a lot of biracial cousins and then there's just my dad. So I just really wanted to learn more. But I also feel sometimes we get shitted on a little bit here. I feel like not even necessarily us for being biracial, but I just think like colorism is still a factor that we can't escape at our HBCU bubble. And that's all I have to offer. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) So how do you feel like it has affected relationships or do you like because you know how people always say like white girls like fetishize black men and they do. Mm -hmm. They definitely do. Watch out for them. But <laughs> Watch like, I feel like sometimes we also get fetishized because I, I feel like okay,
1: bro. Sometimes like a guy's trying to slide, whatever, and then he just makes it weird. He's like, "Oh, I love me a red bone." What? Who says that anymore? And I feel <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and I feel like it was it was like mainly in high school because I. I don't know, in high school, I went to private school, so I was, like, around a lot of white boys. I don't know, the way that they would just, like, talk about me, and, I mean, I have a larger,
0: bigger bum.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you? (laughs) And I just felt like they were always, like, fetishizing me, and that always made me feel so icky, especially, like, when I did go to private school All my friends that I played with on my team were black. And I was the only light-skinned one. And I got, like, a majority of the male attention. And, like, you know, I had looser curls, lighter skin. And they had kinkier curls and darker skin. And they're absolutely gorgeous. Like, drop-dead gorgeous. Like, prettier than me. And, like... (laughs) And it's, like, like, I feel bad. Like, I'm getting, like, this male attention that's completely, like, unwarranted and over-sexualized and just disgusting but it's like they're in a way like shitting on my friends you know what i mean it puts you in a difficult position at the end of the day like i'm gonna pick my friends over a guy any day but it's like now you're making my friends feel bad
0: yeah but i also feel like i think no matter what like we're just pretty girls Mm -hmm. like regardless i feel like i received a lot of male attention growing up too And that's not to take away from my friends. Mm -hmm. I can't control what this man wants. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But I also feel like sometimes, bear with me, but there are like some girls, I felt like she was constantly trying to shit on me to the point where I was like having trouble with like my identity almost because of how much she shat on me for like not being black for real and all this bullshit and I'm like girl like what do you want me I agree no I agree and I think that that in turn like makes you not
1: want to talk about like a nigga you know what I mean because I also feel like for a long time like black women have felt like white women are stealing their men and I feel like sometimes like we're perceived as you know either a white woman or a black woman I don't know what people perceive me as but it's like okay so you see me this biracial girl getting with you know a dark-skinned man and like you're you feel like you're on the defense it's like oh another white woman like taking our man and it's just that puts me in such like a weird position because okay i'm sorry like be so for real (laughs) you want this man i don't care about him like i'm sorry that he wants me like i don't know what you want me to do and then it's like you're in this weird like you said like identity crisis because it's like okay do i not like take like what i don't know what to do
0: (laughs) yeah i just feel like I mean, maybe that's just her own issues internally that she's facing. But I feel like a lot of the time, darker skinned women see us as competition when that doesn't need to be the case.
1: Yeah, not all the time, but there definitely have been instances where, like, sometimes there's like a divide and like an animosity. And it's like, I've actually done nothing to you. And then you make these passive aggressive comments, and it's like, Sorry, I'm beautiful. Literally, literally. My mom always told me they're jealous of me because I'm pretty.
0: Yeah, like, so I don't know.
1: That's why I'm saying it's such like a a tough battle because what do you want me to do, bro? I'm sorry. This is who I am. There's nothing that I can change. I'm a nice, cordial person. You're going to hold that against me. There's nothing that I can do. That's your own beef, bro. I'm a great person. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know.
0: And don't even get me started on the dancing. Oh, good God. (laughs) No, okay, actually, you want to hear something so funny, because, so, obviously, when we're here, whatever, whatever, people, (laughs) sophomore year, like, we would go to a party, have a great time, dance our little asses off, well, my little ass, your big ass, but then... why did i receive messages like wow nina you were lit you were dancing i was like i always am dancing and they're like yeah you can't dance you can't dance i'm like okay whatever i'm gonna still dance and whatever i'm gonna have a good old time and i'm gonna do me (laughs) apparently peyton can dance i don't know (laughs) maybe i just feel like i'm doing so bad it's making her look good but it's fine whatever bro i can't wait I think we picked I picked something up because I feel like I got a little rhythm. I got oh, a, sure, a little oomph to it now. Little below. You know what I'm saying? I got my little eight count dance routine that'll always bust out. Right. Oh yeah. You can get in the, you can get in the middle of a circle. This for break, sure. I went home and I went out with my friend, and she's also biracial. Um her mom is black, her dad is white, and she. but she goes to a small like PWI. Like mm-hmm. it's a small PWI in the middle of goddamn nowhere. But so, like out there, like that's a black girl, like mm. whatever, whatever. Bro, she can't dance for shit. <laughs> and I mean, for shit. <laughs> I'm sitting there dancing. I'm trying to throw ass on her and she's throwing me off. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll be like, okay, I'm like, okay, follow me. Like, one, two, one, pop. One, right. two, one, pop. And she literally is <laughs> not doing it at all. And I'm like, that is okay, hilarious. like, come, like, where's my niggas at trying to come for me? Cause, like, i don't look like this at bro least no more <laughs> no literally and i don't know who came up with the narrative
1: that i can dance because i definitely can't i just be moving bruh it's because you have a black mom <laughs> <laughs> i don't care what anybody says literally my black mom can't dance either so now what <laughs> neither can my white mom and,
0: neither can and my,
1: my white mom. dad can't dance either yeah so it's all it's all shit literally right? <laughs> but at the end of the day you know just mind yours yeah
0: at the Literally, when you're like, "Oh, what's their ethnicity? What's their race? Who are they? What Mind are yours. you? <laughs> Mind yours." And keep it pushing. And At the end, end of the day, that's how you stay out of the bullshit. Yeah, get out of people's business. What the fuck? But thanks again for joining. I hope we can offer you guys a different perspective. Right? Whether you agree with us, disagree with us, you know, we're just here to have the open
1: conversation and you know our DMs are always open. So if you want to get you want to get rowdy? Come you to have, have my a conversation?
0: DMs. Please enter the DMs. We'll we'll acknowledge you. No, for Call real. Call you out in the next in the next episode.
1: No, literally. Make sure you guys follow us on TikTok, Yours pod. Um, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, staying up to date with all of our posts. And again, if you guys have anything that you want us to talk about, um, we're here. We're here DMs for the people. Always open. Always and open.
0: If you're um above six foot and dark skin, go ahead and slide the DMs. <laughs>
1: Literally, <laughs>
0: always plugging myself. Already, <laughs> whoa, 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 hey. whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs>